Blessings and best wishes. Uh, Reggie Hubbard here. Practice makes purpose. Episode eight. Wow. So we're in the uh, final third of the program here. It's been a summer series of conscious conversations with uh, yoga leaders from all across the yoga spectrum, right? So not just um, black and brown, but we're going to talk later. We're going to talk about body image and LGBTQIA. Um, We've talked about a beautiful conversation with Giovanna Heyman last weekend. Uh, about um, accessibility in all aspects of it. Um, we've been also talking about um, beginner's yoga. Um, and today we're going to talk with uh, Yaley Staley about uh, bilingual yoga. So especially with respect to uh, Latin, Latin, the Latinx community and Spanish speakers, because for whatever reason in the yoga community, people act like English is the only language that is out, whatever. Um, so... Yaley is here and we'll get going in a moment. And I, I may even try and speak Spanish if I can get over my fears. Uh, porque puedo hablar un poco de español porque tengo miedo, pero tengo miedo a veces. Um, but with that, I said I speak a little bit of Spanish, but I get scared sometimes. But like, um, um, so with that, Yaley, when she uh, gets on, we'll just dive into it because again, what she is amazing at, if you ever, if you aren't, uh, uh, if you don't follow her, please do. She's not, she's not only just like the cutest, most technically precise person. Um, she really does a good job of talking, um, the entire community and fully embracing who she is as a teacher. Hello, friend. Hello, my friend. How are you? I'm well. All is well? All is well, all is well. Thank you for asking. Of course. Thank you for the invitation. No, thank you for being here. I'm excited to talk to you because um, we've been talking about all aspects of yoga. Um, but we, we talked about the, the bi and BIPOC, but not the POC and, and BIPOC. So we've talked Black, we've talked Indigenous. And now I'm excited to talk about like Latinx voices because as I was saying, Puedo hablar un poco de español. Tengo miedo. No quiero hablar español en total en este tiempo, pero puedo hablar. Puedo en- entender también. Um, but people think that English is the only language that is, and I think that's crazy. So we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that. But just introduce yourself to the space. Um, tell us a little bit about you, where you based. I know, I know you're in Florida, so please be careful in Florida. But please introduce yourself to the space. Well, thank you so much once again for um, inviting me and giving me an opportunity to represent and to educate folks, right? Um, My name is Yelly Staley. Um, I'm a bilingual yoga and meditation teacher. I've been practicing yoga since 2004, and I became a yoga teacher in 2016. So you can say that I am still in diapers as a yoga teacher. However, my experience from the beginning, uh, as soon as I got certified, was like I was in the right path. Uh, soon thereafter, I own a yoga studio, uh, own it for about uh, almost four years, um, operated, run it myself. Um, it was a medium-sized yoga studio, uh, taught a lot of classes there, so that gives me the opportunity to discover my voice. Mm. After that, I was lucky enough, so to speak, to sell my yoga studio in January 1st, 2020, to relocate it to Florida, and that took my 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 journey into this era of digital like many of us uh so i turned my business online and i've been focusing um mainly in using yoga and meditation as mindfulness practices for self-care 
because in today's day we have this uh, wrongful conception that the busier you are, you are the, you're worthy the more. And I think and we all feel the burnout as a yoga teacher, yoga studio owner. Uh, it can be very uh, easy for us to feel exhausted and depleted. So that's my my voice. I love that. And um, I love every the way that you, so that's a beautiful story. So blessings on the fact that you were able to sell your studio uh, right before the pandemic, like that, that's, that's a miracle. A miracle. <laughs> that's a miracle. And so um, tell us a little bit more about your journey, right? So like you say, you started um, in 2004, but didn't teach until 2016. So what did you do in that in, in intermediate time? I, I, I came to yoga literally to soft pain and suffering and to be able to connect more with my body. Right. And, um, you know, anxiety, worries. Um, I, I moved to the United States to learn English as a second language. And thereafter, I did my master's in law, because at the time in my previous life, before a yoga instructor, I was an attorney. Okay. And so as you can see, that that's a very high-paced um, type of, environment where it seems like no matter how much you do it's never enough right. and it can it can get you into that burnout situation so um living in chicago at the time uh yoga starts to call my attention and uh, i wanted to move the body i wanted to calm myself and i went to a, a beginner's class and it definitely was exactly what i needed and since then um, i tried to start my yoga journey once a week and it really helped me at the time to navigate uh, my life purpose. Um, there was a point in my life where I felt like the more I practiced yoga, the more I connected to my true self. I reconnected to what was important to me. I was able to easily become aware of my thoughts, my values, my principles. And I started to try to live in alignment with what I thought, what I feel, and my actions. Mm -hmm. And so what I thought, what I feel were almost aligned, but then my actions with my work were not aligned. And right. that's where I decided to quit corporate America and do my own, yes, <laughs> and, and, and live this uh, lifestyle. I, I wanted to learn more about the yoga lifestyle, the practice, the teachings, and um, my teachings reflect a combination of the West and the East. And what that means is that I feel very attractive to the philosophy of yoga and how we can use all of that to discover the self-realization, that we are more than just the body, we're more than just the thoughts and emotions and what we do and job titles and where you are and your background and everything. I love all of that, and I try to implement those teachings in my classes, but I'm also loving the accessibility nowadays with science and technology to understand the anatomy of the body and how we can maximize the asana practice and the meditation for the brain to help us to connect more with that self-realization. Mm -hmm. So that was, that was my journey of being a student, and it took me 12 years because I was trying my best to make it work as an attorney. And eventually yoga grows on you. I'm sure you all have seen that picture of the iceberg. We all start with the asana practice. It's the tip of the iceberg. It feels good. And eventually you realize there is more to it. 
And you have to make the correct decision to be true to yourself, live with authenticity and remove the mask and live for yourself and do not worry about trying to fit into a mold or a box of society structure of what success means and embrace it as your own. No, I love that. I love the way that you just articulated the journey, right? I mean, because similarly for me, like several people know, look, I did not plan on being a yoga teacher. Like I planned, like my, I first started practicing yoga to not curse out my boss. Like my boss, I heard that story. <laughs> my boss totally sucked. And like every meeting was just like, you're the worst, you're the worst. And I'm like, I have a temper and I'm like, and so I was like, how do I, how do I not curse you out? This yoga thing seems cool. <laughs> right. And so that, and seven years later, not only am I like a, teacher but like you know i've left politics capitol hill I'll, I'll always be involved in politics but like you know i left the rat like i left the hustle but i'm still in the game that's what i tell everybody so i left the hustle like the mindlessness i'm trying to be more mindful and give people the opportunity to like you said see that if you don't take care of the body what are you doing exactly what absolutely you so let's talk um, about let's let's talk a little bit more about what I think you do very beautifully and intentionally is um, all of your posts are bilingual. Like you, you're from Venezuela? That is correct, yes. I was born in Caracas, uh, moved to the United States when I was in that transition between 22, 23 years old, right before 9-11. And the United States has been my second home uh, pretty soon for 20 years. Mm -hmm. so, um, so yes, I do my best to maintain my native language, not only because I enjoy talking, it's, it's, the, it's the, when I'm in a hurry, when I'm, when I'm in emergency, when I am in like survival mode, I'm gonna speak my native language as much as I've been speaking English. It's just, it's just your, it's just there, it's in your DNA, right? And so one for that, and then two, I started to realize that Growing up in Venezuela back in that time, yoga was not as popular as it is nowadays. I'm sure nowadays it's a different story. But then I thought that that part of the humans were missing out into this amazing portal of self-realization. And I thought, well, I have to be the bridge. I have to bridge the bridge of feeling privileged to be able to speak English, to live in the United States, to learn directly from amazing teachers here in the United States and how can I translate that message and experience and knowledge to my people and I say it with all respect I want the Latin community to benefit from yoga and so I feel like for me that was an obligation that's my mission that I need to be that bridge and I'm not going to be here pretending that I'm a full Native American speaking English all the time because that's not being authentic, right? So right. I need to embrace both cultures and understand that. So I feel that that's my mission and that's my responsibility and obligation and duty to maintain the knowledge also in Spanish. So why do you think that, um, I mean, this the yoga world is funny and this is why I'm drawn to you because you do a really good job of being that bridge I consider myself a bridge between like men and black people. Like the, the mainstream yoga world doesn't look like you. It doesn't look like me. Um, but we both do a good job of like being the bridge, but also just maintaining authenticity of who we are. 
why do you think that like the mainstream yoga world pretends that everyone speaks English and doesn't even want to try and serve other students and doesn't even want to try and offer and I'm not even talking from like a studio perspective but people don't even try and train teachers to serve people in other languages right like there are very few materials in other languages so why do you think that is number one I think it's ignorance of not understanding that this practice is not um, exclusive for a specific type of people. Um, and, and then I hate to say it, but we live in a capitalism world where they trying to maybe milk that type of audience that they think they can get most money from. Yeah. Um, and so, and I also think, especially for the Latin community, it's, it's, um, there is a lot of ignorance still of what is yoga. Yoga mm -hmm. is perceived in, in a negative way, like a cult, uh, it's gonna affect your religion, it's the demon, and you know, it's, it's a lot of ignorance still there in 2021. And I think it's because the Latin community, unfortunately, have been brainwashed by the white supremacy colonism from Europeans back in 1492 with Christopher assassination came in. And so we have been brainwashed by our religion. And I don't mean this with disrespect to anyone. Religion, I mean, if, if that's your thing, amazing. Yeah. But we need to keep an open mind. An open mind is the only way that we can grow, evolve, and transform as human beings, which I think that's our ultimate goal of existence. Right. So <laughs> with all that there, I think, and again, that's my mission to clarify the misconceptions and I think we the real people have this duty to represent yoga is for everyone not just for a specific type of people so yoga studios magazines media they have a big responsibility to make sure diversity is included but if they don't do it that shouldn't deter anyone to take action on their own hands which is what you and I are doing and hopefully and eventually people will realize, oh, she or he looks more like me. Uh, we have a similar, you know, mindset and this is how yoga is helping her. And maybe if I try, it might help her, me too. And so, again, we're dealing with human consciousness and humans' ability to be open to the unknown. And when it comes to the unknown, there's a lot of fears. And if there is no structure of how exactly you want to represent that that knowledge can get into a hand of a few people who get to manipulate the the concepts and 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 that's 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 the issue that's the challenge for us to just unbreak that concept i mean i i can't wait to watch this again to just take down notes from what you said like it's hard for me as a host to like pay attention because i want to take notes but i can't you know what i mean like you're just killing you're killing us with all this knowledge uh, or I should say blessing us, like we're being killed with stupidity. Um, but like you're blessing us with this knowledge and in your perspective. Um, what can people do, um, you know, because the people who watch this or the people that follow you, the people that follow me, want to do better. So what can people do to be better um, about opening the practice to all, to not being so focused on thin, able-bodied, English-speaking, those sorts of things. Like, what can we do and what can we encourage studios and platforms to do to be better servants of this situation? I think, I think starting by offering real yoga for real people. 
go to the street and you look and everybody's gonna look different and make sure you are offering those options to people uh, if we're going specifically to Spanish I think you should be able to offer your classes in Spanish and you should be able to hire people who speak different languages I know many people who teaches yoga in French and, and, and other languages and and we are always I have a community of multilingual teachers and here in America unfortunately there is no need or appreciation for other languages because United States is so huge in territory why would you want to speak other language but if you go to Europe every single border have a different country with different languages language is is, is part of embracing other cultures so mm -hmm. I think in United States mainly we need to start embracing Spanish, especially that Spanish is becoming the second most spoken language in the United States and even in the world. Right. So I think I think it's just comfort and what is easy, but I think um, embracing more the ability to offer yoga that is not the typical. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm gonna see this example. I I, I was vis I was traveling to another country. And I literally wanted to take a class on their language. Even though I did, would not understand, I wanted to have the experience to listen yoga in another language and yeah. be surrounded by locals. To my surprise, I am in another country whose English is not their first language. There was no classes in their native language. That was a huge disappointment for me. I was like, I'm coming from a place that I teach and I speak English. I want to practice yoga in your native language zero classes in the schedule why they're trying to get the money from the tourists and language i mean i understand english is a universal language and i i know it's hard to pack the classes um for another language but if you are in a country that don't speak english why would you not offer a class on your native language so starting from there starting to normalize that yoga can be taught in many many other languages and yoga teachers should embrace their native language they should not stress out so much about eliminating the accent and learning new language and 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 students should be respectful you have no idea how many story i have of uh, students coming to me after class correcting my accent correcting the way i need to speak so they can understand me better I honestly, I appreciate that, but I was like, go to the next teacher that talk exactly the way you want to talk because that's not me. I am not going to modify my ways for anyone. And so this is what you get. This is what it is. If we resonate, great. And if not, thank you and find your teacher. Exactly. But we need to normalize uh, yoga in, in, in a broader spectrum, I think. I love everything shared there i love everything that you shared there Spe specifically the two things is that so i took a yoga class in berlin um in german for that reason right um because i was just like i may not know i mean i know i, I used to live in europe right so like i may not know exactly what you're saying but i can try and just get in touch with the spirit of the practice and not be so connected to english and i also took um a yoga class in uh, mato grosso do sul brazil um in portuguese and it was funny. They don't say namaste at the end. I can't remember what they say, but they say something at the end. It's, I don't remember what it was, but I was like, that is so cool. So like as teachers um, and practitioners, if you travel, give yourself the gift of learning the practice from a different perspective, because you know, that's Svadhyaya. 
that's self-study, that's opening yourself to another culture, but also opening yourself to the depth and breadth of the practice and getting outside of your comfort zone. That's one thing. And the other thing that you said that I super love was just like, if my accent offends you, then, you know, that's you. Like that has nothing to do with me. Um, there's so many people. I remember when I was in my 300 hour training, one of my uh, teachers was like, Reggie, what would you do if someone came up to you and said, I'm not comfortable in your class? I was like, I would put two hands together, bow my head to them and be like, maybe I'm not your teacher. Maybe you need to find someplace else. And like, be, he was like, you wouldn't say that. I was like, try me. <laughs> I would. Like I would, and I would smile, and I would just be as benevolent and be like blessings. And you know, I'm not gonna change because number one, similar to you, I offer everything from the heart. I don't do anything to intimidate or to like force people to do things. I offer as a service. And if my service isn't for you, there are 7.5 billion other people on planet Earth. Yeah, exactly. And another thing I wanted to add is like, if you really think about it, if you really want to teach authentic yoga, we have Sanskrit. Yeah. So you can teach an entire class using the Sanskrit, right? You don't have to know German or French or Japanese to do a warrior one. We all know what Virabhidrasana is. Yeah. And so that is also a way for encouraging teachers and students to learn the Sanskrit. Right. and to understand the meaning because as you know sanskrit is a it has vibration yeah. it really heals the multi-layers of what the human is it's not just like you know royal one or you know you just gotta embrace that so anyway it's just getting out of your comfort it's just just really pushing yourself into the unknown to allow yourself to continue growing otherwise we what we're, what we're teaching is just become repetitive and so at some point it's just going to be empty in words right absolutely um for those of you who are just joining oh reggie global um yo at yoga yaley is where you can find us if you're loving what we're talking about um and, and want to keep in touch with us um, two other things before we go, my dear. I, I'm so excited to have had this uh, conversation. Like, it's delightful to see you. When you came and took one of my practices over the over uh, the earlier part of the pandemic, I was very touched by that. And um, because, at the, and I'll, I'll share this with you because every time someone touches me, I want to touch them back. Um, so I was just getting started as a teacher. Like, I'm now like out and doing my own thing. But like, for you to have shown up. Um, to a young teacher getting going, I mean, that, that meant a lot to me. So thank you very much for that. Uh, thank you for your kindness and, and your support. Um, so let's talk about the way that you use props, right? So your videos are so intuitive and intelligent. And, you know, so we talked about accessibility with respect to language and culture and those sorts of things. One aspect no one ever talks about is like people thinking that they have to, I can't touch my toes, or I can't do this. So tell, uh, tell me, tell us how you came to use props so effectively and how you got over like any stigma associated with that. You know, like I, um, I found props helpful. I see props like my best friends when I'm in my yoga practice. Um, once again, I came to yoga to avoid suffering, or not to avoid suffering, it's just to learn, navigate the suffering, and just make it less painful. And so in yoga, 
when you use the props, you are giving yourself the space to allow to be what it is there without forcing or without denying something. Some people don't want to use props, and, and that's something you need to invite them to think why. Why are you so afraid of acknowledging or why are you avoiding? So in my practice, I use props because I like the space they provide me. Um, as we know, the, in nowadays, anatomically, we all have different bone structures. So no everybody has the same length in the femur or the same length on the hand. So the block could be a wonderful, excellent thing for you to use if your hands are long or short or whatever. And get over it. It is what it is. We're all different, right? <laughs> so I like to embrace props because we're not all 20 years old. We're not all in our 30s. Some people are in their 40s. Some people are in the 50s, 60s, 70s, and 80s, and that's part of inclusive of yoga. So as a yoga teacher, if you have a mindset that everybody's going to be young and be able to jump and be able to do a thousand vinyasas, and that's your niche, wonderful. But me, as a yoga teacher, I have the duty to be able to teach yoga to anyone who is in front of me in any given circumstances, and the only way for me to do that is to learn how I can present this practice to anyone. And with that being said, I've been living in Florida now for almost two years, and most of my clients are in their 60s, 70s, and 80s. How am I going to teach them a slow vinyasa? I have to modify my teachings. And that doesn't make me less authentic as a teacher. It just gives me the challenge, you know what? Yoga is for everybody, and I will adapt it to you. So yentl yoga, a lot of props, chair yoga, and the, the benefits of our yoga is helping people to find self-realization, heavy, heavy, helping people to get more of their head, more into their hearts, get people more to accept their bodies, embrace aging, and feel grateful for life, be able to move, and maintain this physical body that at the end of the day we want is just to nourish the soul. So if you're coming to yoga to maintain the body, to look pretty, or to be Agile, that's fine, but eventually you're going to go deeper. So I feel like props at the end are just a wonderful way for you to accept where you are, how you are with self-compassion. Some days you might want them, some days you don't want them. And the way I use them is very intuitively. I, I play with them. I play with my practice, and part of that yoga is become body awareness. How do, what does it feel best in my body? Does it feel good if I put it in my back? Oh, that doesn't feel right. What if I put it in my lower back? You just got to try and err. It's all the more you practice. Like you say, practice makes progress. It's not about perfection. So, yeah, I, I love teaching with props, and obviously my students too. Uh, but I give them the option. Do you want it today or you don't want it? If you want it today, can you use it this way? Does it feel right? And if not, move it. Move it and see where it feels better. It's empower them to acknowledge that they have that tool available for them if they want it and need it and let them explore their own practice. Like that is beautiful. Um, I love the way that you talked about it being playful. I love the way that you talked about honoring the body. Like I didn't, the first yoga asana class I took, I was 40, right? So like I, in my 20s, I was, I traveled too much, drank too much bourbon and partied all the time, right? They like, like I didn't, so I was, this is not where I was at in my 20s. So I teach my style, so Hatha based, because I started when I was 40. And like, I can sometimes do all these other things, but sometimes this body's just like, nah, man, we don't have that today. So like being okay with where the body is, 
is yogic. Like forcing yourself to do something that you do not have and are not is not only yogic, but it's dangerous, right? And so I love the way that you articulated that. Well, I this has been a beautiful conversation. So two things. One is that if there's anything that you care to like talk about um, where people can find you, if you've got any upcoming workshops or anything, just let us know. And um, if, if there's anything that you want to say um, in Espanol para terminar nuestra conversación, darlo. Uh, thank you so much. So yes, um, if you want to connect with me, uh, you're welcome to follow me here on Instagram at Yoga Yelly. My website is yogayelly.com, bilingual. You can select your uh, language, Spanish or English. Um, if you want to use yoga and meditation as wave of mindful daily self-care practices, I have a 30-day free self-care toolkit that you can get on my website, uh, also in Espanol. Um, and that's it. I have a Costa Rica retreat coming up, second round on April of 2022. So if you want to check that out, it's all on my website. And, and Reggie, thank you so very much for the opportunity. Muchísimas gracias, mi gente. Gracias por estar aquí. Si quieres hablar y practicar yoga en español, puedes conseguir la cuenta Yoga Hispana. También en mi página web, yogayeli.com, puedes darle clic a Yoga Hispana y tendrás bastantes videos y clases de yoga en español. Y también tengo varios programas en Yoga International en Spanish. Te espero. <laughs> Muchísimas gracias también. Igual, um, hasta luego. Y muchísimas gracias por hablar conmigo, con nuestra, nuestra gente y todo el mundo. ¿eh? Me encanta, excelente español, Reggie, me encanta. Vamos a tomar una clase de yoga en español. ¿eh? Vamos a ver, ¿no? Vamos a ver. Que tengas un lindo día. Have a wonderful day and thank you so very much. Infinite gratitude. Right. Have everybody a good day. Chao. Chao.